the Hallmarkies podcast. I'm so excited today to bring you another one of our interviews of Hallmark talent. And I'm Rachel, and I'm here today with producer Beth Grossbard. We are talking about her work in producing a ton of your favorite Hallmark Christmas and otherwise movies, including the upcoming film All Summer Long. So, so exciting. Beth, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, goodness. Thank you for having me. You're I don't f- see myself as talent, so thank you for introducing <laughs> me that way. <laughs> You're one of the first producers that we've been able to talk with. We've talked to some directors. We've talked to us. Uh, so I'm really, really excited to talk with you. And what we like to do is ask all of our guests to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about how you ended up in, in your career. What inspired you to do what you do? Oh, your podcast doesn't have enough time, um, but it's okay. I'll, I'll make it short and sweet. Um, I uh, came to California a while ago. Let's just say it like that. I don't need to keep everybody my age, but, um, but I'm not ashamed of it. Um, and started doing publicity and marketing. And I worked with an amazing, amazing writer, producer named David E. Kelly, who was kind of the inspiration for me moving on from uh, doing what I was doing in marketing and publicizing his shows to finding stories and telling them myself. Uh-huh. It was the, the, the mid to late nineties at the time and true stories were very, very hot. And, and being a former journalist and publicist, I just called everybody that I knew and said, I'm going to try to produce. And the fax machine, which we don't use anymore, rang off the hook with great true stories. And I found this story um, about a woman who, not very Hallmarkian, sorry, about a woman that had caught her own um, attacker, a rapist. Oh. And yeah, it was it, true. And I went in um, with an old time producer named Freda Rothstein, who's since passed. And we sold it to ABC. And that was my first movie. So it took barely a year to get going. I'm very proud of that movie. It was, it was a tough one. Uh-huh. Um, it was called No One Can Protect Her. We did not pick that title. <laughs> But that was the title that was assigned to us, like many are um, on on networks, and it it did very well. And next thing I knew, I was just producing. There were a lot of true stories. I prefer books, ideas, scripts. True stories are very difficult sometimes because you have rights issues, and there's so many people that are involved. And it was just a natural progression for me, and I found myself lucky in doing Hallmark, um, Hallmark, doing movies for all the uh, big the big networks at the time, yeah, and then found myself at Hallmark in 2012-ish, 2013, working with yeah. Barbara Fisher and Liz Yost, and have, have been there ever since. It's been wonderful. That's great. So when you do a project for Hallmark, do you, or any of these networks, I guess, is it typically they come to you and say, hey, we, we need someone to work on this project, or are you coming to them with, here, here's this idea, here's the thing uh, that I, they, we think would be a good idea? Well, most of the time I bring the stories to the network and you know, there are times when they have a, a, an orphan project, like a crowd media project that's been developed in house. I did a couple of those for Hallmark and had a great experience on them uh-huh. as well and met a lot of nice people doing that. But the majority of the time, because my slate is full, I sell and sell to them. And it's yeah. some of these movies are the gifts that keep on giving. I did these movies, Christmas movies years ago from CBS that wound up at Lifetime and now we've done... I think our third for Hallmark now, the Christmas. Yeah. I get lost on yeah, the names because the, there's so many. The Christmas Christmas Town with Candace Camembert. Yeah, that's a um, new one this, and, uh, this year. Yeah, that's coming out this year. Exciting. But, you know, before that, there was the Christmas Note and the Christmas Secret and the Christmas Hope and the Christmas Blessing and the Christmas <laughs> Shoes. And it's, I just, they just keep giving. It's, they're yeah. based on best-selling novels by an author named Donna Van Leer and, We've taken a little bit of liberty, as Donna would lovely, you know, probably tell you, uh-huh. um, with the stories to make them um, right for Hallmark, let's say. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, and the audience loves them. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because your first Christmas stuff was with the Christmas Shoes series. And, right. Uh, and that, yeah, that was for PBS and then Lifetime. Pick that up. Uh, so the Christmas Secret and I'm very curious about these Christmas movies. Like, how hard is it to get that Christmas feel over everything when you're producing? Like, how do you, like, coordinating all the different, like, snow and, like, everything? 
How do you? Well, you really hit on it. You really hit on it, Rachel, because the snow, uh, most of the time, not all the time, but in in these instances, most of the time we're making these movies, not in the winter. Uh And snow is difficult wherever we are. We made one in the winter in Winnipeg. (laughs) So it was 48 below and Madeline Stowe's face was freezing. She was chattering so hard and we were only allowed outside for 10 or 12 seconds at a time when we were filming. But pretty much other than that, they've all been summer or at other times of the year. And it's the snow is the hardest thing to fake. You can fake, you know, you can dress a town, you can light a town, you can create Christmas colors, effects and things everywhere. But the snow is just, just difficult. And we're doing that now on Christmas town. And it's it's a lot of work. Let's just say that it's a lot of work, and it, to make it look real and acceptable and sellable to people, so they buy yeah. into it and they they believe the fantasy, and that's our job is to make sure that they don't know what's really there, which is yeah. a concrete street. <laughs> How long does that take to get it all set up and get the snow on and everything like that? Well, if you do the, you know, you you bring in ice or fish Uh ice. A lot of times we bring in fish ice and things like that. That's one thing, but it will melt in the summer. What that means is that we're doing a lot of visual effects. Okay. Yeah. So after the movie is done, they address that. And it's, it's, it's a lot of work, not by me. I just (laughs) oversee and look at it, but there are people working to create art. I would love to to talk to one of those people. If you, my uh, information let me would, see if i, I can would, find somebody yeah, for i you. would love to get the 411 on all the holiday holiday uh decorations and set design and yeah, all of that stuff yeah. i've never been able to talk to somebody with that but um but anyway so i'm curious so what exactly is the difference between an executive producer a supervising producer and just a producer well it depends if you're in television we're talking about television yes. right Yes. An executive producer like myself is somebody that finds the project, develops the project, attaches the writer, finds the talent, works with the networks, and tries, you know, sells it basically, mm-hmm. um, and then hires another producer most of the time in Canada because that's how we make our movies in Hallmark. And some of the mm-hmm. times here in the States, I've done a few in the States, um, and puts another crew together. Mm-hmm. And, the, and that's all the pieces. Mm-hmm you know, you cast and, and, yeah. and, and brings financing to it. A supervising producer, it depends. Sometimes in my case, that's been people that have been working in post or working on production with us. The producer, line producer, is somebody that physically puts the company, you know, the people together at the, at the um, production company that we're using to oh. um, produce the movie. Okay. Uh, so... Uh, in this uh, in this case with the new upcoming movie all summer uh, long uh, it's based on a book so did you find the book and then or mm-hmm. how did how did you end up getting it well there's this lovely christian author named melody carlson who mm-hmm. gave me a library of her books to take into hallmark Smart. and this is the first one yeah and this is the first one that we've done together and um, mm-hmm. i attached two wonderful writers sandy and judy berg to yeah. uh to adapt the book and there were changes that had to be made. And I I remember calling Melody and saying, Melody, the captain isn't a man anymore. It's a woman. Are you okay with that? And she went, sure, fine. That's a great idea. (laughs) So, um, but you know, when you have a book, you have the basic story there, but a lot of times, just like with the Christmas shoes books, you have to have creative license in order to tailor make it to the network that you're working for and the audience that you're speaking to, because sometimes there are things in these books that would not be appropriate for the venue where they're airing. So are you just kind of constantly kind of reading, reading scripts, reading, uh, reading Mm -hmm. books, things like that, trying to find the next idea? That's, Absolutely. Scripts, really cool. writers, I talk to writers all the time. People that do have ideas call me with ideas and, uh-huh. you know, I'll talk to anybody. Anybody can have a good idea, but it's, it's making that yeah. idea, you know, bringing it to fruition isn't easy because sometimes somebody will have a great idea, but they're not the best writer and they don't know the formula. It's certainly, people can write a book, but it's, a, it's, a, it's an art to writing a script because yeah. you have to get things down in, you know, 
80 some odd, you know, 90 pages. That, I mean, that's brilliant on Melody's part because I was looking at her website uh, that she's written over 200 books. That's what she said mm-hmm. on her website. Like, wow. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of And books. all great ideas. Yeah. All great ideas. So yeah. smart. So smart. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and she's a great person. Yeah. She's a lovely yeah. person. And you and did... patient because it took us a couple of years yeah. to get this done. <laughs> I bet. Uh, you also did Love at Sea. Uh, with our friend yes, of the podcast, Nina Wyman is the writer, was the writer mm-hmm. on that. And I know that that one was mm-hmm. really challenging because of the getting everything to work with the boat and everything like that. Uh, what was that like to produce? Well, I think the production wasn't as hard as getting to where we had to get with the Royal Caribbean uh-huh. company, who I think it took me about 18 months to closed that deal. And in the end, the network came up and, and helped with that legal department because there were so many things involved. Um, but there's a lot of working pieces. And, you know, you can plan to make a movie on a set, but you cannot plan no matter how good you are. And we had a great director named Mel, Mel Damsky on that. Mm-hmm. You know, he said, we're going to float like a butterfly and sting like a bee. That was the first thing he <laughs> said to the entire crew on our first day, uh-huh. because the wind changes, the sun changes, the crowds on the ship change. We could not tell people, you can't stand there. We could cordon something off and say, filming here, if you walk here, you're going to be in a movie. Um, but there were a lot of logistics. So it, it was real creative challenge for me, mm-hmm. technically, I guess, because yeah. if you can do that, you can really do anything. I did a movie, oh gosh, 15 years ago or so called Meltdown for FX. And it was a we filmed it at the biggest wastewater sewage treatment plant in North America. Oh my God. Don't even go there. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it was supposed to be a nuclear power plant and it was about a fictional takeover of a nuclear power plant. It's the only time I ever blew anything up in my whole career. People at Hallmark don't know this about me. I'm very <laughs> proud of this movie. Bruce Greenwood starred yeah. and James Remar and we did that in Vancouver, but we left our clothes behind when we left that. So the reason I'm um, equating that to the cruise ship, because I saw it meltdown at that point because of the stench in this Amethyst Island yeah. sewage plant that we worked yeah. in. And, but when I got on the cruise ship, I realized the cruise ship was actually the hardest <laughs> movie because of the logistics and, yeah. and other things um, and the heat and the traveling and the trying to get the crew to focus, you know, there's a lot of women walking around in bikinis and a lot of guys behind the camera. So, ah. you know, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, it's true. But I'm really proud of it. It came out really well. And, you know, Alexa and Carlos were lovely in the movie. It was really cute. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And so that, mm-hmm. that's, that's really funny. And thank you. <laughs> thank you. So I'm curious when you're making decisions about movie, how do you know when to, like kind of what for lack of a better what tropes to kind of go with like how do you know we want to go with a snowball fight versus a skating scene versus a <laughs> we're going to build a snowman you know kind of and you've got these kind of set pieces that are in a lot of these and uh, i'm just curious kind of how those decisions are usually made well, a lot of it depends upon the weather and the location we in a movie i did in january called snow coming with uh-huh. uh, trevor Donovan and Lindy Booth were working and there was no snow and we had a a tobogganing scene coming up. Um, So we found the snow. We changed our location and we went up to the base of Whistler Mountain in Vancouver and we found the snow. We made it work. But they couldn't really toboggan down because the snow was crunchy. So we had to pull them down and shove them down. And, you know, those things are what you do. You kind of roll with it. There's a criteria in all these movies, particularly at Hallmark, that, you know, in Christmas at Winterfest, you have to have snow. We have snow. We have snowmen. We have hot cocoa. We have cookies. We have yeah. all the things that you're supposed to have. And, you know, you can't really make any of those things any different than they are. They are what they are. But we always try to find a beautiful place and a venue and just try to do something a little bit special. We had a really pretty uh, uh, a campfire scene, a campfire, but, you know, a, a s'more scene out in yeah. front of their house. But it was beautiful. It was bitter cold outside. The breath was coming out of their mouth. It, a lot of times you don't see in these movies because they're not made during that month. And it was really, it was quite lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes I'm like, there's no, there's no, there's no method to the madness. Yeah. 
It's, and if anyone tells you there is, there isn't. You want to fit as much in as you can because you want the audience to get what they're coming to the table for and all that, you know, that delicious stuff that you want right. to see. So we, we get as much in as we can. And there's no, you just make your decisions upon what you can get depending upon the snow or the snow that you can create. Uh-huh. And it's, it's, it's not rocket science. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I think, I'm like, why did they pick skating particularly this? Because some of the, some of the actresses mm-hmm. really struggle mm-hmm. with the ice skating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it yep. was, yeah. So it's interesting. <laughs> but wait till you see Christmas town because in Christmas town mm-hmm. with Cand- Candace could really skate. And then, um, this actor that I don't know the the people at Hallmark know, but they will after this movie named Tim Rosan. Uh-huh. He um, he was a great skater. I think you know, all these Canadian guys they all play hockey. Yeah. But the little boy, whose name slips me right now, gosh, I'm so sorry. But this kid was a big hockey player and was skating circles around both of them. We had to like <laughs> say, pull it back, pull it back. Yeah, it was great, funny. great little funny. kid. So that's yeah, it really was cool. So this new movie, All Summer Long, why don't you tell us a little bit about it and uh, what they can can kind of expect from it? Well, what you can expect is something in in, in addition to Melody and the Berg Sisters' beautiful story and Brendan Elliott and Autumn Reeser's delicious acting, um, you can expect to see something really beautiful. We have this vintage yacht um, that's all wooden, that was refurbished, and apparently it was used as a transport boat in World War II. Uh-huh. But it's spectacularly beautiful. And we were on the the boat for probably, I would say, 85% of our filming um, in this town called Gibsons, British Columbia, that you had to take a ferry to get to. It's not that far from Vancouver, but you can't get there by the roads. Uh-huh. It's north, and you have to take a ferry. And it's this beautiful, sleepy little town like out of another time and that's what we had and it was really a relaxing perfect shoot on the boat with beautiful weather beautiful sea air and gorgeous vistas of the mountains and other boats and ocean and it's just I think we have more sea on this boat than we did in love at sea quite frankly because because (laughs) yeah yeah so there's quite a bit you say 85 percent has on the on the boat in the movie. I would say so. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I could be wrong, but that's what it feels it feels like to me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're off the boat in the park. We're off the boat, you know, as they're picking up shells on the beach or we're off the boat when we go to somebody's house, but pretty much the majority of it takes place on the boat. Uh huh. Very cool. I didn't realize that. I mean, it was hard to tell from the summary uh, if they just kind of got uh, stalled or whatever, and then would be on land most of the time or, uh oh, no. what exactly was happening so that's that's really cool and and autumn research character she's she's always wanted to be a sea captain that's a, right a, well a maybe sailor, not a sea captain she really was a, she's, <laughs> yeah yeah she was somebody that loves the sea kind of, i kind of relate to her and i didn't yeah. get the book for any reason but I grew up in Florida and I grew up on boats the time I was a young, young child. Uh-huh. And that's kind of like what I saw in Tia, um, even though we switched the captain being a woman. But right. so that was her MO. And we, we sat down and we talked to Tia about her, Autumn about her character. That's what, what came out. Um, but she just loves to sail. Did she ever, you know, was her goal to be a boat captain? No. Her goal, instead of being a lawyer, that she was just to find a career where she could work on the water. And it, for whatever reason, it just didn't happen or her, mm-hmm. her fate didn't plan that. And then one day, of, you know, a captain doesn't show up to her uncle and aunt's boat and she's there and she pitches herself to uh-huh. be the new captain. Little does she know uh-huh. that... Her ex-boyfriend from college or wherever, I guess it was they were in college or working at a resort after college, during college, before she went to law school, whatever Uh that would be, was just hired as the chef on the boat. And it's not that he's just the chef on the boat. They're doing a restaurant on the boat. So it's like a dinner cruise, but not a dinner cruise. It's an elegant cruise. And and. Yeah, I can, you know, you basically yeah. know what's going to happen now. So, <laughs> and that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. So, but there's, but wait, there's, there's another third person that comes in. Ooh. A very wealthy guy that owns the biggest boat in the marina who is, oh my goodness, drop dead gorgeous. His name is Christopher Russell. 
he's another Hallmark actor. I didn't realize um, he was in so, Christopher Russell. Huh? Yes, he is. He is. So, you know, it's really hard to choose between him and Brennan. I, you know, <laughs> I guess we'll have to have a vote to see who would vote for Brennan and who would vote for. Well, I was trying to think if Brennan has played a chef before. Um, in, in I don't think he has, but he took chef lessons. He did. Very, you know, he, he did. Nice. On his own, without even telling us, I found out when he came to Vancouver. And he said, yeah, I studied with, I guess he could tell you, these chefs here in Los Angeles that uh-huh. he, he shadowed and he watched and he learned how to be or what they uh-huh. do and how they live. He actually, he's a very serious actor. He really loves, even though he's the funnest guy I've ever worked with. I shouldn't say that because my other actors like Trevor will get mad, but he is <laughs> Brennan. You know, I did all of my heart to the, and in love and all of my heart, the wedding with him. And now this, and we have some other things that we're developing together and you just laugh. You laugh yeah. so much with him. It's like, if you put Peter DeLuise and he together and it's dangerous because you can't get a lot of work done, but we do. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely he's a fan favorite. There's no doubt. And Peter Delawise, yeah. he's legend. I mean, he's done yeah. so many yeah. great movies for Hallmark. I, I and Snow Coming. So. Yeah, he was fun on that. Uh-huh. I do a lot. I, I like to work with a lot of the same people because uh-huh. if it works, you know, why change it? I've done four movies with Terry Ingram, who did, you know. Love on the Sidelines and the two All of My Heart movies. He did All of My Heart, The Wedding and All of My Heart in Love. And Peter did the first um, All of My Heart. And so it, it's it's very, I don't want to say incestuous, that's a bad word. But I mean, it, it is. I just, you know, if you have a great group of people, like in the old MGM days, you just want to keep everybody mm-hmm. together and we all want to keep working with each other. It was really funny because when I first, one of the first days of the shoot, like day one or day two, Autumn and Brennan, I shouldn't, I'll blow it though, but they share a kiss. Okay. They share a mm-hmm. kiss mm-hmm. or they're just together in that way. Mm-hmm. And I really felt like I, I had this thing, like, like, my, like a cat, like my back got bent. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I realized, oh, I feel like he's, he's cheating on Lacey. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. I got so used to seeing them together because when they did all of my heart, when I first showed up on set and I was watching that movie, I felt like I was just a voyeur in somebody's yeah. home because they had such a natural, beautiful relationship. And those movies are just really special to me uh-huh. and to the fans. Yeah. So I swear that's the truth. I just thought I loved Autumn, but it was just yeah. this moment where I thought, Oh my God, he's cheating on lazy. <laughs> <laughs> is that, I'm sorry. Is that, no, is it hard to get when someone's playing a chef, which is very frequent in Hallmark movies, is it hard to do all that food photography and get all of that all set up? No. It's just another thing we do. We have, we have what they call a food stylist uh-huh. um, come on uh, the ship with us and uh-huh. to work with us. And, you know, they, she made all the food. Most of it was real. I think the oysters were fake because we couldn't keep them fresh oh. all day. They had, oysters may have been plastic or not oh. real. But all the food was real. All the food was real. And they ate it. And there's a scene where Peter and Anne Marie, his wife, who's awesome. What's going show. on, everybody? Oh, my Brennan. gosh. We What's have, going on? <laughs> we have a very exciting surprise. <laughs> this, <laughs> who, why don't you tell us who is this that's surprising <laughs> us? This is very exciting. It's the loneliest man in the world looking for friends, or it's Brennan Elliott. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but we just were singing you praises. I know. We were just talking about oh, how, you, how you took the chef lessons to for this movie. It's very exciting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, wow. But I, could, yeah, I, I couldn't uh, give all the details because I didn't know. Yeah, I worked with a Michelin star chef uh, named Adam Sobel who owns about 45 restaurants. And and he had told me, he goes, if you want to really play a chef, you eat all day, you drink all day, you tell employees what to do, and you stress for about 20 hours and you have no social life. And I said, wow, <laughs> um, I'll prefer I'll stay being an actor. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, it was interesting. I went to his yeah. restaurant, Calmare, which is downtown in Beverly Hills, and and I just worked with him, and it was pretty uh, pretty interesting. I mean, if I have time, which we only had, I think about what, like four or five days before we actually got green to go and then shoot uh-huh. almost. I mean, really for me, anyway. <laughs> and I just wanted to kind of within that time find what I could to kind of make it honest and make it believable. That's great. Yeah. Well, hey, since you're the sequel king, maybe we, maybe you can go back. Maybe there'll be a sequel. And- you can uh all summer long too 
We don't laugh. The Berg yeah. sisters already have a great idea. They told me last night because we were talking. I couldn't even believe how good it is. And let's just say, Brennan, um, it's in France. <laughs> oh. I'm in. Yes. I'm in. Are they, are they, uh, how are they, I haven't talked to the Bergs. Were they happy with how the movie ended up? They wrote the movie. They're so thrilled. The They're so thrilled. Yeah. Okay. yeah everybody is. Everybody uh, is. Well, have you all... seen it? Have you seen it? I have Me? Seen it. Or Rachel? No, no, not you. No, Rachel. <laughs> I have not. I, I'll have to wait and see it on uh, I, I actually won't be able to see it until next, till the week after because I'm going to be traveling this Saturday. But I'm really excited for it, definitely, because I love I love. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Love, yeah. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and I've actually been a big fan of yours since uh, The Nanny Express is actually my favorite non-Christmas Hallmark movie. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. Wow, that was my first Hallmark movie. I know. I love it. Wow. I love the relationship between the teenage girl and the and Vanessa in that movie. I think it's so well done. Vanessa Marcel, yeah. Yeah, because that movie, yeah. that, it could be really like, wow, she's a lot. But I don't know. It just I, it felt yeah. so emotionally true to me. And I really... I just, yeah. It's really good, I think, and uh, and I also actually really like uh, your villain kind of role in *Kiss at Pine Lake*. <laughs> because, oh, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, Shorman, good old Shorman. Yeah, yeah. What's <laughs> so funny? He like gets out in the in the uh, campground. And he's like, "What is all these trees?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that was what that was pretty much I think the role that got me Warren Saget was that role. They kind of yeah. said, Wow, he can play a villain and be funny. Let's right. get him. Yeah. On <laughs> so I don't know. No, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. It it really is I, I wish that I feel like they've moved away from that, like sort of the the just awful, horrible man of business. Like but I think it can be really <laughs> funny. <laughs> I ruined it for I ruined it for everybody. No. <laughs> No, I mean, I think that, you know, there's always, you know, I mean, look, I mean, there's these kind of archetypes that pop up and your job is to maybe make them as human as possible. And, mm -hmm. you know, there's so many stories out there and the brand is always expanding and evolving. And so, um, you know, I remember when we did All of My Heart, um, we, there, you know, the idea of goats in a movie was, was in its infancy <laughs> and almost not even really an idea that was accepted. So, um, and then when they saw the goats steal every scene, they went, oh, we have a star here. <laughs> Yeah. So um, like, they, now that I see like every network on the world doing these movies, I mean, honestly, I've seen like, you know, all these different networks. I mean, even yeah. I just, a buddy of mine did a movie called Falling in Love on Netflix, yeah. INN, and it's basically all in my heart. Yeah. It's, it's basically, it's the same thing. It really you know, is. Hallmark does it best, and everybody wants to. You know, yeah, that was really funny. Of what? Falling in Love? Have a goat. They even have a goat in that one. <laughs> You're kidding. I know. Yeah. I know. Mm. Yes, no, I'm not kidding. Mm. You know, <laughs> Hallmark starts with these beautiful stories and everybody wants to recreate them and I think they can't, but that's because I'm biased. Yeah, that's really I don't well, think anybody can recreate what, what uh Yeah. You know. Well That's why uh, Hallmark's special. Yeah. That's why we love it. I mean, they have a formula but they do yeah. it well and so there's something kind of comforting about going. You know what you're gonna get and you watch it and you enjoy it. And, uh, so I, uh, I don't know. It's, we obviously love it. We devote the whole podcast to it, but, um, uh, I wanted to just quick ask you in Christmas in, at Grand Valley. I loved the date, the whole date sequence that you guys went on. I thought it was one of oh, yeah, the yeah. highlights of countdown to Christmas last year. It was so cute. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I well, that whole thing was we shot the, the dinner date, the dinner date was shot at around, I think three or four in the morning. And then the other scene of us walking down was, I think our first scene of the movie It was one of the very first scenes we'd done where we really hadn't, you know, gotten to know each other yet. So, you know, in editing, it makes it look like it's all one big seamless right. date. And it, uh, yeah, it's very endearing, very charming and very sweet. And that's Christmas, right? Yeah. So, well, they don't do enough dates. It reminded me a lot of, uh, you know, like a lot of times. Yeah, yeah it was true. You yeah. know, a lot of times it's like people who already knew each other from high school or, you know, that kind of a thing. So they like, there's no like actual date that they go on. And I just thought that was so cute yeah. the way that she was like, uh, you think I put on my pretty dress for, for anybody? 
<laughs> or do my hair. I can't remember. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, I know. Trust me, we've been waiting five hours for you to put this dress and hair piece together for this woman. You look gorgeous. No, I'm kidding. No, she was great. Yeah, we had a lot of fun making that. Those kids were amazing. Um, I'm tongue in cheek. You know, I mean, I like to have fun and make jokes, but no, it was wonderful. Yeah. And the fans, I mean, the fans really, really uh, loved the movie. And um, yeah, we're very, yeah. Uh, very. It was very. It was a lot of fun to do. Mm-hmm. Well, all summer long. So I guess eighty-five percent of it, Beth was just telling me, was filmed on the on the ship on the boat. Was that challenging for you? Yeah, it just caused me complete dehydration, and I ended up in the hospital. <laughs> No, really, seriously, it was yeah. so hot. I mean, it was. I had spent seven months. I had, I'd spent six months off, so I had been at my cabin, and Beth called me and was like, "We want to do this movie on a boat." And I'm like, "I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I've been laying around." And she's like, "Get your shoes on. Get on a plane. We're going on a boat." So I said, "Okay," and I don't think I'd ever been on one. And I remember, I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday, and I remember one of the grip guys, this guy Tyler, looking at me, going, "You don't look so good." I go, "No, I feel fine." And I felt I didn't feel bad. And then I came home and, and I just, and the only reason I say that is that one of our actresses in the last movie that I just did for Crossword Mysteries um, passed out almost on stage from oh being gosh. dehydrated. We had to almost take her to the clinic. So, you know, drink your water when it's hot. It doesn't have to feel hot. It's how yeah. it gets in your body and just drains you. And um, I learned a valuable lesson of how much water you need to drink. But no, I was challenging in that every scene you're moving, obviously, <laughs> like there's a movement on the boat, which is interesting. But um no, I mean, Beth, I mean, she got this amazing, amazing boat that's actually a functional boat that people go on cruises mm-hmm. together and they do, you know, wedding parties and stuff. And it was really a lot of fun. And I'd never shot on a boat. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd been tossed out at sea on a boat, which I think was obviously, you know, my fault. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, I've never been on a boat and done a scene on a boat. So it was yeah. a lot of fun to do. And it was, uh, yeah, that joke went over everybody's head. But um, I got it. No, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Well, that's yeah, the sequel to all, all summer long, all summer long is is all night long trying to find Jake who can't swim and is in the ocean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a mystery show. Yeah, yeah that it'll be a, <laughs> a mission show. It's an action sequence show trying to find Jake in the water. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. Well, no, that's Francis, where's Waldo? Kidding me? What? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Where's Where's Waldo? Yeah, <laughs> that's really cool. You must have been excited to work with Autumn. She's so great. Yeah, I know. I've heard a lot of great things and we had never met or had a chance to work together. And, and she's a, a very spiritual, uh, great mom and, and just a really good person. And, you know, when you work with people, you want to work with people that are, you, know, you want to, you know, you want to have fun and, be, and work with great people at the same time, creating great content. And, you know, Beth yeah. and I've done so many films together that we know that we don't want to be in a, in a project, but we don't want to be surrounded about people that really are on the same page and are passionate about making a really good film and telling mm-hmm. a nice story. And, I think the story about second chances and, you know, accepting yourself, accepting who you are, whether how you look or what career you want to choose, it, whether people are accepting of that or not. I think a lot of the messages in this movie are very uh, profound and subtle, but at the same mm-hmm. time, very universal. And we're really excited about sharing it. That's great. And well, I make a meat grilled cheese. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. You've learned from your, uh, they're going to have you on home and family before you know it cooking. And if you keep going to the some guy just asked me. I, I had an I had an interview this I had a, a little uh, interview this morning and the guy's like, So do you cook at home? I mean, what do you do at home? I go, No, I don't cook anything. And he goes, Well then how did you play this role? I go, I haven't seen it yet, so I'm not sure if it's any good. Maybe you let me know if I can cook. <laughs> so I, I don't cook at home, the wife does, but uh, no, it was very funny. Cool. No. It's gonna well, be a lot of fun. A lot of fun, beautiful shots. Well, this was such a fun surprise. And I'm very excited. I, I want people, uh, they asked what my favorite scenes were, Beth, and I said, I, I, obviously all of them are, you know, have, they're, they're amazing for different reasons, but I really feel like the pebble throwing scene, the skiff scene, and the end scene, and I'm not going to say anything more. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. If you're, not, yeah, yeah. If you're not touched by those, if you're not touched by those scenes, then you, you're, uh, you might want to go find your soul or your heart probably. or something. It's really, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, yeah. they're really, really, it's really well done, and Peter DeLuise and I have worked together before, and as have his Beth, and I just, he's a, a dear, dear friend, not to mention a beautiful person and, and a genius. And so we got lucky all around. Mm-hmm. We love him. And, and so, his wife's in it too. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, Amory. Yeah. She plays the. Yeah, Amory. His husband. Her husband. One of the, yeah. Yeah. They're both in it. 
it's just, it was a really fun time and everybody got along great and had a great time and really wanted to make something that was a lot of fun. Um, and I think we did. I think we made someone really, something really different. Um, even though it's on brand and it's mm -hmm. very Hallmark friendly, but it, it's a little bit, a little bit different. Great. Well, I'm very yeah. excited to see it. Uh, can you give, I know you have a cross, bunch of crosswords movies coming up, but uh, do you have anything for yeah. Christmas that you can tell us about or? Uh, well, I can't tell you anything except that I have to, um, Michelle, uh, Victory, and I are trying to hone down which one to do. So we're making ah. some decisions as we speak. I don't know. All I can say is I don't know if it, I don't know if it's going to be on the Hallmark Channel. It probably will be on the Hallmark Mystery Channel. Oh, okay. I think the, Good. A lot of the movies for the Hallmark Channel are already booked, which mm -hmm. is disappointing because I think next year I'll do one of those on there. But but on the, you know, any anytime you get a yeah. film on the network, whether it's Hallmark or Hallmark Channel, Hallmark Movie Mysteries, which is exploding mm -hmm. too, you get a chance to share Christmas. It's a it's yeah. an honor, and I I always want to always have a Christmas movie to share with the fans because they clamor right. for me to be in one, and I always kind of just. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a real honor to be a part of that, you know, part of that Christmas uh, cheer, you know. Well, we'll definitely, once it gets closer to Christmas, I have to have you back on for a full interview uh, because it was so much of fun course. to talk to you, for sure. And uh, so, you know, I'm actually you calling so you from, uh, I'm actually, uh, yeah, I was doing some errands because I've been out of the country for like three uh -huh. months. I did Beth's movie and then went off and did two crosswords. And I'm driving around running errands in, uh, and Beth was like, I'm going on. And she's like, do you want to <laughs> chime in? And I said, let's do it. Let's just surprise her. <laughs> really fun. I mean, my car is my car right now is stopped. My car is stopped at 405, and everybody's behind me honking. But let's just continue. Let's just keep going. I, uh, no, I'm kidding. Well, now do you see what I'm talking about, Rachel? How we have such a good time? Now, now I've got oh all gosh, these. Yeah. No, listen, Rachel. I've got all these people. I got all these people on Instagram. I'm gonna have a new. Not Brennies anymore. It's gonna be like hashtag Stop Traffic. Hashtag Mr. Stop Traffic. If you make I'll take it. If you make a film in Utah, because they do make some of these Hallmark movies, then you have to let us know, because we will. I will. I mean, I, I I hope next year I'm going to France. I want to go to uh, like these, these. They shoot these movies in Fiji. I mean, I always predominantly yeah. shoot them in like Vancouver, Toronto. I, I know. I, I end up in those cities, and everybody's like, "Hey, Brenda, what's going on? Like, can't you film anywhere else? Like, what's going on with you? Why are you here again?" Well, we got you on the boat. <laughs> but, uh, so that's a step. <laughs> yeah, we filmed it where they. Um, we filmed it where they shot Beachcombers. I don't know if you're aware of that series back uh -huh. in the 80s. It was a very big Canadian show. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of, you know, being a Canadian myself back in the day, my dad used to watch that really religiously when I was growing up as a kid. Yeah. Um, so it was just, it was just, it was a really fun time. And we had a great location. That's obviously due to Beth's brilliance. She, she found this amazing boat, these locations. And there's these really, whenever you see these great shots of the boat out at sea, Beth took those in second unit. She did all that <laughs> filming. And so I'm really proud of her. Yeah. Aw, thank you. I always know if our director goes down with some sort if our director goes down with some sort of illness, I'm just gonna say, Beth, you're up. <laughs> <laughs> you Don't down. dare me. <laughs> Don't dare me. Well, thanks so much, Brennan. Uh, if people yeah. want to follow you on social media and stuff, how do, how do they uh, get a hold of you? Um, well, I have a lot of imposters out there, so don't follow those yes. ones. Follow Brennan underscore Elliot two on Instagram. And then I'm on uh, um, Brennan Elliot on Twitter, Brennan underscore uh, Elliot on Twitter. Um, and I try to, I'll be live tweeting with the show, both East Coast and West Coast. And this week I'm predominantly just focused on, you know, all, all summer long and making sure a lot of people come out and, and then check out a very, very different film, but a sweet film and, and different in a good way. And a, yeah. and a lot of things about it are a little bit out of the box, which is fun. Ooh, good. Great. Cool. Oh, and I really hope the people, you know, I really, I really want to say this, uh, you know, cause I had this interview and I really was I'm like, well, what's it about? What's it about? And it's about, it's, it's really nice when the Bergs have really constructed a script. That's about a number of kind of things about, yeah. you know, obviously a second chance at love with the right person, you know, being free to choose what career or what you want that makes you happy. And sometimes that can create a bit of contention with people around you that love you. And I also think there's a real strong sense of, it's a movie about accepting yourself for who you are, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and not only physically, but spiritually, mentally, whatever you want to do, you know, and, and, and also the ideas of how food makes us feel, which mm -hmm. is joy and comforting and how being at sea is a beautiful experience and love and romance and the summer encompasses all of that. So a lot of those metaphors, I hope, and a lot of those subtextual things, I hope they're in the film and I hope the fans really are touched by it. That sounds great. Well, thank you, know? you very much. And uh, yeah, we will definitely you. have you on again for sure.
All right. Thanks, Rachel. See you later. Appreciate Beth. it. Love you guys. Bye. All right. So, Beth, when, that was so yes. much fun. Thank you. Um, one question I have. You're very is, welcome. How do you know, okay, Brennan Elliott is the guy for this. Is you just, when. Because I know. You if know. you met him and you work with him, yeah. I know. I mean, he just, everything he is, what you just heard. Uh-huh. is what he brings to the table. But what, what's interesting about Brennan, and I would say this if he were still on the phone with us, mm-hmm. is that I've never worked with an af- actor that is so prepared and so like, he lives, eats, breathes the role. We'll go, okay, we're going out for dinner now. No, no, I'm going to go get ready for tomorrow. Are you sure you don't have a bite? No, no, I have to go prepare for tomorrow. And he does that every day and he, he becomes that person, not in the Daniel Day-Lewis kind of way where like he lives right, it and doesn't it. shower or whatever if it's a bad role, but he's just, he's that guy. Yeah. And I, I would put him in any movie that I had because he could make any, he could do any role, even if it wasn't tailor-made for him. Mm-hmm. That's how good he is. And you have the kind of great time that we have with him. And so, he just, he's, he's fun. Do you have like a massive sort of like planner or spreadsheet or something that's keeping track of all of these different things that you're you've got your cast you've got your you know your uh your setting your location you've got your director you've got a in my brain with. yeah it's all there no. huh? after a while of doing this for like what have i been doing this like oh my goodness 20 almost 25 years wow I shouldn't have said that, but yeah, almost 25 years. You just know, I mean, sure. I write notes down, but you know, you, when you, it's, it's like second nature. It's like, you know, playing tennis, you don't think about every shot or it's just, it's, it's all there. You know, what has to happen. I think that's what makes a good producer is just being prepared and knowing and hiring good people around you that you can count on and uh, just, and trusting those people. Yeah, you know, everybody's not always been the best or perfect. And I've learned from each of those experiences that haven't been, you know, Mm -hmm. I use the word perfect, but uh, optimum. Mm -hmm. So but I just I've I think I've been really blessed. And that especially with Hallmark and the people that we collaborate with there, be it, you know, Randy, Michelle, Bill, Bill Abbott. Yeah, is the most amazing supportive chairman of a company who takes time with every single person that will call him. He calls everybody back. He's a very devoted man and he's wonderful with animals, but he just, he gets behind you. I mean, he just really is a very giving and thoughtful person. And, you know, mm-hmm. there, there are things that people don't agree with, but you can talk things out with them and, you know, Sometimes you win, sometimes you don't. There's things that they know their brand. Yeah, they know their brand. If we want to try to bend the genre a little bit, sometimes we get away. We get away with that on certain movies that I've done. We make have a male lead, and the male is heavy. You know, it's a fifty-fifty with the man and the woman. It's not all the woman, and they've come mm-hmm. to know that you know the audience will accept that, mm-hmm. but they're not. You know, they're they they trust you after you deliver good movies to them. There's a certain amount of trust there. Yeah. Um, and I have an amazing executive in Elizabeth Yost, too. I think we've done nine movies together, and we have a lot more in development. And yeah. um, she's just an amazing, supportive executive. So what can yeah. I say? I'm really, I, I thank my lucky stars every day. I really, really do. I know sometimes, like, from the very, very idea, you, you know, could take years. But, but as far as, well, like... Well, sometimes it does. Yeah. But sometimes you get a movie's been sitting there, for a while, like a year or two, and then they go, oh, something fell out, or we have a slot, we're adding an extra slot, can you pull it together? And I immediately think about it. I don't want to pull something together that I can't pull together if it's the wrong time of year, the seasons don't work, and it's going to be, but I'll call one of my partners in Canada, the, you know, the people that do the, the actual physical production that I work with, and say, do you have a crew? Do you have the right crew? Not just any crew. Do you have the right crew? Mm-hmm. Is this costume designer available? Is this cinematographer available because if you don't have all the pieces that go together one week link can make your movie fall apart mm-hmm. so you it can you can do it in months you can do it in a couple of weeks we need to prep usually three or four weeks to do a good prep but sometimes we're rewriting that script as we go into production and I prefer not do that <laughs> but you have a lot of people that have a lot of notes and there's a lot of collaborators at Hallmark and they do care what goes into the script so they are very much involved in what the final product is yeah 
Um, and they're, you know, they know their formula. They know what works. They know what doesn't work. There are a lot of passionate people behind the scenes that you never hear about. Well, I want and, to hear. Like, I'm not even kidding. I yeah. want to interview all those people. I think that's so interesting. And like, I was going to ask you, uh, the Moonlight in Vermont, making that whole maple mm -hmm. festival, was that was that a challenge? Yeah. Was that fun? Yeah, it was a challenge because there were no maples in, in where we were in Langley, British Columbia. But we found something that looked like a maple. Okay. on this property and then we chose the property that went with that gosh you really know your movies and then the <laughs> barn scene where the you know where the the cow was and all the little pancake eating festival all of that was chosen because it was near that one big tree that looked like a maple tree that was kind of a hybrid i don't remember what kind of uh -huh. tree it was but yes <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of things you you, you you stumped me on that one but yeah <laughs> You have to find things. I mean, I'm trying to think of other things I could think about, but I mean, a football stadium loving the sidelines. We couldn't find yeah. a football stadium. So we took a stadium in Vancouver that was for their hockey and their uh, football team that didn't look like an, the one in San Francisco, but we used the dome and then we created something else around it. Huh. So there's, where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. I have a lot of will. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, that's great. That's so really I love cool. what I do. Yeah. It's because... not a job. It's not a job. It's not yeah. work. It's well, they, not work. They say that's the, the key to happiness in life is finding what you love and finding a way to get paid for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I just, like I said, I kind of rolled into it in, in, a, in a, a very fun and organic way. And I, I wouldn't want to do anything else. And I'll probably work until I can't anymore. I don't see myself retiring ever. Uh -huh. That's my way I am. Well, why would you, man? You can tell stories. You can tell stories if yeah. you can touch people, even with simple little stories or a Christmas story or a uh -huh. story about like this one is, you know, second chances at love. Who wouldn't, who, I mean, what woman or even guy yeah. cannot relate to that? Mm -hmm. You know, the what if in your life. And that this is about what if, and here they are banging into each other again. Wait yeah. till you see the meat cute. I'm not going to tell you what it is. It's very oh, cute. That's so but, cool. I, another one I really people. liked that you did is mismatched because I feel like that mm -hmm. one was a little bit subversive, you know, cause you have this character who's kind of pointing out the ridiculousness of all of sort of the Hallmark wedding. And I liked that, that you had uh, kind of the fantasy versus sort of more of a realist and you don't have to get that yep. realist perspective from a protagonist character at least right uh and i i really i thought that one was a lot of fun uh to thank you and on the, i had a boat at the end remember the wedding on the boat i didn't really think about that but it just it wasn't in the script and we couldn't find a planetarium that worked and i just said let's do it on a boat they're beautiful we were looking at a yeah. beautiful shoreline and there were boats and everyone looked at me like I was crazy. I'm like, no, we'll make it happen. You'll never make it happen. That's all I had to hear. You tell me I can't do something oh and I'll do it. But that movie was really, you're right. Because it was, there's that little piece in there that was not, was not, I don't want to say typical, but was not what you would expect. It yeah. was being, but it was really subtle. And most people probably didn't catch that because it was, it was just subtle. He was just the guy that said certain things to her. Uh -huh. And if, if, you know, you weren't, if you were looking at the woman, like most people do, and you weren't really, here's the guy, it might have gone over your head. But that, that's good, Rachel. You really, you know your Hallmark movies. I think that's one thing I can confidently say, yes. I know my Hallmark movies after doing this podcast mm -hmm. for three years. Uh, thank you. I'm yes. impressed. Uh, I wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you need. I, mean, any, I haven't thought about mismatch in a long time, but. <laughs> if you need a resource. You can give me a call anytime. <laughs> I'm at Hallmark. And my door is open to you. Always, hey, yes. you may have a good idea for the next Hallmark movie. You never know. We'll put some good writers on it, like the Berg sisters, and we there you go. We have so many ideas. Me and Amber are constant, my co-host, uh, we're constantly mm -hmm, mm -hmm. thinking and dreaming about our dream Hallmark roles. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so that would be really I'm fun. here. You know where to find me. Yes. You know where to find me. So excited. Okay. And Brennan can star. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is great. Uh, yeah. It's Thank really you. fun. Their movies just make you feel good. We're, I mean, I have to admit, I'm a little bit overwhelmed thinking of Christmas coming, but we're also really excited. It's going to be a really fun thing. And uh, you have the Candace Cameron Bray movie coming. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, so that'll be really Christmas fun. Town. Christmas Town. Because I feel like she mm-hmm. always picks good projects. I mean, you know, there's been a few that weren't like my favorite, yeah. but they weren't. Yeah. I don't feel like she's done like a horrible one. And, uh, no. um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm always looking forward to whatever she's doing coming up. She's, I, this is the first thing I've ever made with her. I've, I've met her before, but I, and I was just very impressed. She's yeah. just a lovely human being. Do you know? So really, she's a genuine human being. So. I mean, of course, you know, but who's directing that? The Christmas Town. Oh, um, oh my God, <laughs> I can't remember. Oh, David Weaver. Oh, Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Cool. This is my first time I directed with him. Cool. But Candace, you know, she did my all not all time favorite, but one of my favorite Christmas movies at Hallmark was a movie done a couple years ago, done by my competition, but a lovely woman named Trish Clifford. I think it was uh-huh. a, it was I think it was a Crown Media movie, and Mel Damsky directed. It was called. Journey Back to Christmas. Oh, yeah. Hallmark Hall of Fame. Her and, uh, yeah, that was just, it, yeah. That was a yeah, fun one because it was, like, yeah. a little bit different. It You know, it was yeah. a little yeah. bit bonkers and weird and fun. And so, yeah, I enjoyed that one as well. well. You just talked to Brennan, and now you're talking to me, so we're bonkers and weird. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For sure. I mean, my favorite of hers is probably Christmas Detour with Paul Green. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. Was so good. Uh, but mm-hmm, uh, she's just great. I really liked hers from last year, the Shoe Addicts one. I thought that was really fun. Uh, I didn't so, see it yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I recommend it. It was fun. But yeah, we're really excited for Christmas Town, and then for all summer long this weekend uh, with Autumn because we actually got to interview Autumn last year. And she's oh good. She's wonderful. <laughs> we love her. Yeah, she's and, a lovely person. Yeah. Great, great lady. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. And do you do you end up working with your casting director? I'm assume like just a ton. Well, like- yeah. I, you know, it's, it's, again, people that you don't talk about. But Jackie Lind in Canada, my movies would not be my movies without mm-hmm. Jackie Lind. In fact, when I don't use Jackie Lind, I can see a difference in in the not oh. the the main cast, but the the day players, the secondary people that come on and, you know, the, the, and she's just, she knows good talent and Penny Perry at the network. There's nobody oh like gosh. Penny. There I is nobody like her. You get her and Jackie working on a project and you're, you're golden. That's you are. That's, yeah. I will definitely yep. be in touch with you. <laughs> Some of these, uh, that's you great. Anytime. Uh, well, anytime I'm here for you. Awesome. Well, what we like to do uh, to end our interviews is we have a bunch of silly questions and uh, we're calling the two. You mean I wasn't silly enough now? <laughs> yeah, that's right. So here we go. Okay. First question. Okay. What is the best ice cream flavor? Well, dark, dark, dark chocolate. I like chocolate gelato or chocolate sorbet. Good. Anything chocolate. Okay. But really, really good chocolate, not milk chocolate, really good dark chocolate. Okay, good. Uh, favorite color? Purple. Oh, mine too. Same. Okay. Like the Hallmark crown. No, very true. Very on brand. All right. Uh, but what... way before. I was five when I decided that. <laughs> what music are you into right now? I love jazz lately because I've been doing a lot of traveling and it kind of calms me on the plane when I'm on a long flight. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Okay. What is your go-to date night food? In Vancouver, sushi. <laughs> sushi. Okay. Good. And that's where I've been for a long time. Okay. What is your go-to? But date not the raw night? stuff. I got. I go back. Oh. I got to go back. It's not okay. just sushi. It's like the baked black cod, not oh. just raw fish, but like the cooked in miso Oops. sauce at this restaurant called Miku. Oh. Unbelievable. Oh, Minami. Minami. Oh, sounds good. Yum. Okay. Uh, what is your go-to date night activity? Just going down PCH and driving down to Zuma Beach and watching the sunset because usually there's dolphins there. Oh. You get really lucky and you can get dolphins there. And then we just go across to a little fish restaurant and have fish and watch sunset. That sounds great. Jeans. Okay. Jeans and a t-shirt. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. No uh, dogs or cats? Well, I love both, but I'm a cat person. I have okay. six rescues. 
Oh, very good. Okay. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we need more cat movies. There's hardly any. There's Nine Lives of Christmas. Well, tell that to Mr. Abbott. You know, I, every time <laughs> it's like always a dog and I, yeah. I want to be, I want to be asked to help with the kitten bowl. Huh. I have such good ideas for the kitten bowl. I've never been invited. I really think I should be invited to help okay. with the kitten bowl. We need to start a hashtag Beth for kitten bowl because this is ridiculous. Yeah. They're really, mm -hmm. they, they, I mean, there's been like cats and dogs, but practically the only cat cat movie is the nine lives of Christmas, which is one of the best. Mm -hmm. So uh, they need more mm -hmm. cat movies. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, okay. Yep. Yes, we do. Beaches or mountains. Well, beaches, but it used to be mountains, but I can't ski anymore because of a bad accident. So. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. All right. Happened uh, on a mountain, so it's beaches now. I love beaches, so I'm with you there. Okay, uh, suit and or, or fancy dress or sweats? Well, I don't like sweats, but okay. I like comfy clothes, just comfy clothes. Okay, jeans, I guess. Um, okay. But I can dress up and enjoy it. <laughs> What is your favorite holiday to celebrate? Oh my, they're all so good. <laughs> um, it's a toss up between Thanksgiving and Christmas because Thanksgiving really. That's another even though Christmas, thing. Christmas, yeah, yeah. What, say it. What? No, they should do more more Thanksgiving movies. They have the whole. I know. I've been telling them. I've been saying that for years. Yeah, they have the whole week. You get to talk about being thankful and what you're thankful for and not just going around the table. Yeah. You could do a whole movie about what you're thankful for. You could do about, you know, yeah. if you could, anyway, I'm it not going to pitch movies so now, much, but yeah. No, it makes so much sense because the, uh, the, you have all the family there and the shenanigans and, right. and people coming into, like, there's so much of Thanksgiving that would be perfect for a Hallmark movie. And we've only gotten like exactly. two. So exactly. They 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 should. And, but we'll and they have, have to a, push for them. We'll have to come up yeah. for a good idea. <laughs> they have and they have a movie every single day the week of Thanksgiving. So I know. I mean, come on. Okay. <laughs> um, last question, and you can pick one of the ones you've worked on. Uh, favorite Hallmark movie. Oh wow. I know it's tough. Well, I told you Journey Back to Christmas, but that counts for oh, Christmas. Right, right, but right, yeah. But I have to say. Oh my gosh! It's between the all of my hearts and love on the sidelines. Uh -huh. I yeah. can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I just can't. <laughs> it's like could a mother pick over her? It's not Sophie's choice, but could you just like? <laughs> no, I can't pick. I can't. I yeah. can't. Yeah, very good. I can't. That's sorry. I understand. I, I wish I could. I wish I could. <laughs> well, very good. Well, I've so enjoyed talking with you. We'll definitely keep oh, in touch. Oh, thank you so much. And me too. Do you have Please social do. media at all? Are you on Twitter or anything well, like that? Well, only because the lovely ladies at the Hallmark Facebook page, Lisa Colangelo and Lori Meeker and those guys, when I started doing um, Love on the Sidelines, they said, uh -huh. well, what's your Twitter handle? I'm like, my what? I don't, I don't do that. <laughs> so Lisa actually sat me down and talked me how to open the account and do it because I'm just I'm not, not, not tech savvy, but yes, my Twitter, but I couldn't tell you it. Hold on. I have to look <laughs> my Twitter handle. I only have 476 followers, so I could use more followers to tell yeah. about the movie. I'm going to be tweeting along with Brendan and Arnhem on Saturday night. My Twitter handle is at B Grossbard, G-R-O-S-S-B-A-R-D prods, P-R-O-D-S at B Grossbard prods. I guess it means at Beth Gross Bar Prods, but, but it says if you type in Beth Gross Bar Productions, B Gross Bar Prods come up, but yeah. I guess all that couldn't go in the thing. So right. you could see how yeah, it has to be 13. Savvy I am with I my think. <laughs> yes, but I will be tweeting and I will be giving tidbits of behind the scenes. A lot of stuff happened and Brendan even alluded to some of that, but I wasn't even yeah. thinking I could allude to. So now I can tell you all about it. So. <laughs> well, good. Well, great. I'll have that in the description section. People can totally check Make sure you're following, following you. That'll be great. And thank you again. Really My pleasure. It. And we'll My definitely pleasure. have you back on for sure. Call me anytime. Okay. Take care. I will. Bye. Bye. Like to thank Beth and Brennan for coming on the podcast. This was so much fun. I absolutely loved this interview. I hope you guys did do listening. So let us know your thoughts on Twitter or in the comments section. That would be really fun. 
and make sure you're following us all over social media. And uh, if you're listening on iTunes, please give us your ratings and reviews. And if you're listening on YouTube, if you can give us thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, we would sure appreciate it. And you can follow me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes and YouTube and Rotten Tomatoes. So make sure to check that out. Consider becoming one of our patrons. We have so much fun, chance to talk about all these different special experiences and these interviews and the, the, all the content that we put out. It's really a good time. And, and you can be eligible for giveaways that are very, uh, anybody who's a patron can enter uh, the giveaways. And so that's really fun. So thanks so much. Really appreciate all of you and really appreciate Beth and Brennan so much. So thanks so much. We'll talk to y'all later. Bye. This podcast was brought to you by Hallmarkies for Hallmarkies. For more information about how you can leave your mark on Hallmarkies, visit hallmarkiespodcast.com. Link in the description.